What does a grape say when it gets stepped on? Nothing, it just lets out a little whine. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine assholes at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. She who will do most anything for a glass of expensive wine. It's Lady Diagnosis, everyone. Hey, Dr. Steve. And from uh, White Pine, Tennessee, it's Derek Johns, everybody. Hello, Steve. And my wife, Tacey. What's up? This is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 If you're listening to us live, the number is 754-227-3647. That's 754-22-PENIS. Or 754-BEARNIP, which is also That's just as valid. your favorite, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine Lady Diagnosis and Dr. Scott WM, and visit our website at WeirdMedicine.com or DrSteve.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy, or go to our merchandise store at CafePress.com/WeirdMedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor. Nurse, practitioner, physician, assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, or whatever. Aesthetician. Ooh, aesthetician. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. We could say that. You know. It's a thing. Um, I, I, our merchandise store, everyone will sell about like one Bristol stool scale mug a week. And I think we get 38 cents for each one. But it's just funny. <laughs> and... Um, uh, a lot of it, I think, are people that don't know weird medicine. We're selling like this generic one that's on there. And I think people are just looking. What are they searching for to find that? You know, mm-hmm. shit turd mug turd or, mug. you know, gift with fecal matter on it or something. And then they come to our stupid uh, merchandise store. Hmm. But anyway, it's cafepress.com slash weird medicine. They have a cool shot glass on there, too, that we still use. So anyway, um, don't forget to go to stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon shopping needs. Stuff.drsteve.com. Thank you for uh, checking out that page. And tweakedaudio.com from Franklin, Tennessee. Offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D. Uh, not F-L-E-W-I-D, which I see on Twitter all the time. <laughs> um, or F-L-O-O-O-O-O-I-D. But it's the actual word FLUID. For 33% off uh, your purchase, which is a big deal. You know, sometimes you get 5% off or 10% off of something. 
Uh, you're buying a pizza mm-hmm. and you get a coupon. You get 5%. 33% off is a big it's damn deal. It's more than 5 and 10. Yes, yes it is. For Very those good. of you mathematicians. Lady diagnosis, there. the amateur mathematician <laughs> in the group. <laughs> that 33 is more than 5 or 10. <laughs> uh, simplyherbals.net. That's Dr. Scott's uh, herbal website. You don't sell those pills, though, on there, do you? Because that's not a Simply Herbals brand. No, thing. it is not. Yeah, it's too bad. No. But um, he does have his nasal rinse, which is awesome. Derek has one of those. I'm pretty sure that's the new one and not the one that I've already used because oh. I said it right here and you got yeah. that one. So you're good. You got the used you're one. You're good. So. You're good. And uh, uh, let's not forget we've got Vic Henley coming August 2nd. It's just going to be a big party. It's outdoor. There will be craft beer, uh, food trucks, August 2nd. Allendale Mansion in a town called Kingsport, Tennessee. There's a nice resort that's near there that you can stay in. And, Good uh, ice cream shop down the road. Oh, yeah. That's where Tim Dillon Tim went. Dillon and I went and we shared. No, we didn't share. Tim, he had the biggest banana split I've ever seen. Yeah. he. Um, <laughs> uh, so Tim Dillon did a comedy thing for us last year, and uh, it was they got double the attendance they'd had for any other event that they've ever had. And Tim was absolutely hilarious. He, was, he yeah. And uh, he, oh, God, that was fun. And nobody had ever heard of him because he's kind of still coming up. You right. see him in stuff now. But, mm-hmm. but um, you know, he wasn't a famous, you know, a Jim Caffigan type uh, fame comedian. So people didn't know what they were getting in themselves into. And they loved him. They absolutely loved him. And after it was over, he wanted to uh, go get ice cream to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, he said a lot of the promoters will tell him no and stuff. And this is why we did this. <laughs> you know, they'll, that they would shit on him. You know, uh, we did this in the first place because Jim Florentine was talking about how poorly he was treated on the road. And it's like Jim to us is a superstar and he's a friend. And uh, it, it made me feel bad how badly these people were treated. Uh, on the road, you have to eat from the comics menu, and it's like a plain yeah. hamburger. And it's like that—you know—the owners are afraid they're going to somehow eat up all their profits or something. I treated them really well. So yeah, so you know, I, I got a few bucks out and handed it to Lady Diagnosis and take him to Skips. Skips Diner is right next to this place, and uh, they have the best banana split and he he was so enamored of that banana split because it's monstrous. Oh I mean, God. it's it's something for a big, you know. Big Tennessee fatsos, and um, and the ladies there loved him. Yes, oh, it was fun. Yeah, and they he he took and put it on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. funny. So I'm glad he enjoyed that, and uh, he enjoyed being here. So it's it's a fun it's a fun time. So well, try to do make have that fun one. with it. So. Yep, yep. All right, uh, what else? Uh, check out premium.drsteve.com too for all of our archives. Buck ninety nine a month. If you want to really be a cheapskate, go for the buck ninety nine, and um, and download everything, and then just cancel your membership. So for two bucks, you can have everything. Probably don't start with that. <laughs> it's your show. It's fine. That's Our right. kids have to go to college, so <laughs> don't do that. I need new shoes. So uh, let's take some phone calls. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. That's exactly right, Ronnie B. Thank you so much. Uh, no more wise words have never been said. And uh, listen, everybody, it's wood floor liquor. Uh, no how's way. it going, buddy? Hey guys. The uh, host of the Radio Freaks. The Radio Freaks. 
And uh, are you guys back broadcasting yet? I know you had a baby not too long ago, and uh, might have put a little cramp in your uh, or crimp in your style as far as doing podcasting. It's not even so much the baby, but uh, shortly after we went on hiatus to get ready for having the baby, my computer took a dump, and with everything going on with. You know, the baby coming. Mm. Sure. Well, you live in Philadelphia. It'd be hard to get another computer in a place like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least I'm just saying, I was too busy and I was working and I didn't really have expendable cash that I wasn't spending on the baby. Gotcha. That that part I definitely understand. So anyway, so what's up, man? To what do we owe this this delightful call? (laughs) (laughs) I I I uh, I called to talk to you about an interesting thing that involves me that uh, I'm sure a bunch of other people are going through. I kind of caught a few minutes of uh, your discussion a few weeks ago on narcotics and stuff, patient use in narcotics. You and I have had this conversation. But um, after my multiple stomach surgeries, um, each of those surgeries I was released from the hospital on Dilaudid. And because it's a controlled substance, they didn't really want to give me a whole lot of it, which I understand. Yeah, a.k.a. Short, hydromorphone for people who are following along at home. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yep. So they put me on an extended release version, which I've been on for, I don't know, two, three years. It's called Exalgo, and it's extended release hydromorphone. So it's like a delauded, um, uh, delayed release. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Right. It's also got that uh, special coating on it that prevents uh, chopping it up and snorting it or, you know, uh, using it in a way that's not intended. Right. There's some abuse so deterrence built into the, it. So. Right. And, There's, that's one of the reasons why the doctors would rather have you on that than the regular Dilaudid or sure. hydromorphone to begin well, with. Yes, and there's there's another reason for that, too, is that you don't get the peak. Addiction is driven by the peaks uh, and and troughs of uh, these medications when they hit. And the the, the hypothesis is that if you use a long-acting one that doesn't peak like that, you just sort of get a tonic um, uh, level amount of medication, you're less likely to become addicted. And there's a difference between addiction and habituation. You, I'm sure, are not addicted to your medication, but you might have been at one point habituated to it because if you stopped it suddenly, you would go through withdrawal. But, you know, addicts crave the medication. They will use it for a non-medical use. They will lie, cheat, and steal to get it. They'll use it beyond the point where there's demonstrated harm. That's addiction. But habituation are people that are using them for a medical purpose, but their body gets used to it, and they can't just stop it suddenly. So anyway, go ahead. Well, in that case, I'm addicted to going to the ER when I have a problem because there's nothing else better than them pushing IV Dilaudid into you, and there's no better feeling in the world. I just can't justify it with (laughs) medical problems enough to go every time I feel like it. No, you're absolutely right, and uh, (laughs) people love that. And we've learned stuff from from our addict friends because uh, I will go to a hospice meeting, and people that work in the hospitals, I can, you know, I'll have everybody raise their hand. What's the number one uh, combination that the drug seekers love? And it's Dilaudid and Phenergan. Phenergan is a phenothiazine drug, also uh, uh, called uh, promethazine, which is um, for nausea. But it was an antipsychotic originally, and it's a, it's one of the so-called major tranquilizers. But we use it for nausea. 
And uh, they love that. Well, we can learn from that, mm-hmm. you know, because if because who has the higher IQ on what's awesome when it comes to narcotics but drug mm-hmm. abusers, right? They know what's good, and they know that's good. And uh, so when we've got somebody with intractable pain in hospice from cancer, we can learn from that, that we can use the phenothiazine and the Dilaudid together and get a better effect. But anyway, go ahead. I keep interrupting you with, with fun that's facts. Okay. Sorry. So anyway. So obviously I'm not addicted to it. Common sense would dictate that I don't just go to the ER every time I feel like I want to get high. And I also don't abuse my prescription medication. In fact, my doctor wrote for eight milligram tablets, uh, two tablets twice daily. So that's like 32 milligrams of extended release. Okay. Um, I actually weaned myself down to only one uh, each dose. So only two pills a day. So you're on half. Yeah. Right. So, and that was all voluntarily. So, and thank God I did because a lot of the times when you try and take your prescription early because you may have taken one or two extra because you were in more pain, you can't get it with the insurance company. That's they right. only limit you to a certain amount so that there's no abuse. Right. And that's kind of the situation I'm running into. Thankfully, I weaned myself off uh, down to a, a lower level because I built up a surplus. The insurance company sent a letter maybe about two, three months ago, or, or January, that they were only going to cover now. And we have phenomenal health insurance, both working for the hospital. Yeah. But, so our prescription insurance has been great up until now. So because this is a controlled substance, a Schedule One controlled substance, well, schedule they're two. only going to... Schedule One is like LSD and stuff like that. But uh, Okay. Yeah. They're going to only cover a quarter of what the doctor's writing for. Yeah. If I show that there is a medical need for this medication and the doctor can submit uh, proof to that, he they will double it. Yeah. So I'll get half the prescription. Yeah. But I still won't get what I've been getting. So it's a good thing I have a surplus and I was able to wean myself down because I'm not going to get it anymore. So they're going to give you but, half of the 32, which is 16, which you're taking. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. The problem is, though, I submitted my March prescription to CVS, which is where I get my yep. pills filled, and my insurance is through CVS Caremark. That's who my employer decides that they're going to use for their insurance company. Yeah. The problem is I submitted my prescription to CVS. They said your insurance company is not going to cover but a quarter of it, so your doctor needs to submit a, right. another medical necessity form. It's called a prior approval or, or medical necessity. Exactly right. They submitted the medical necessity based on the four uh, four pills a day that they were originally prescribing me. So, of course, that got rejected. Like, the insurance company and the doctor's office are going back and forth with the coverage and what they will and what they won't and what they will and what they won't. Meanwhile, it's been a month now. Yeah. If I was somebody that needed medication, I'd be screwed yeah. if I didn't have a surplus. No, you're right. That's right. You're, so you, that's a problem. It's, it is. And a, then on top of that, these... Uh, Pennsylvania, luckily, is one of the states that has approved medical marijuana, mm-hmm. but they're making it so hard for people to get. My my pain doctor that prescribes the hydromorphone suggested moving me over to medical marijuana because then everybody should be happy because he's not an opiate anymore. We've got him on medical marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. It's all paid for out of pocket. Right. But the problem is the state makes it so difficult to sign up for that. It's incredible, too. You have to jump through so many hoops to actually do what they want you to do here in Pennsylvania to get a medical marijuana card. 
and the dispensaries are not being able to keep up with the supply, so they're often out of marijuana. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, on that particular topic, there's a study in uh, the April 4th edition of the British Medical Journal uh, that um, this may be an editorial. Let me see if I can find the study. But the uh, title is Opioid Prescriptions Decreased in U.S. States Where Marijuana Was Legally Accessible. So that one should mostly be a no-brainer. There was a new study that just came out. I haven't had a chance to read it yet that kind of showed the opposite effect that people who are using marijuana were more likely to to use more opioids. But that's that's sort of the uh, lone voice crying in the wilderness of these studies. The, most right. of the studies I've showed showed a salutary effect on pain with cannabis, uh, uh, either extracts or the whole plant, and a decreased use in opioids. So uh, your medication – Wood floor liquor, if I can call you wood, um, is uh, when you were taking 32 milligrams of of um, hydromorphone, if you run that through the calculation, because uh, 7.5 milligrams of hydromorphone orally will equal 30 milligrams of morphine or 30 milligrams of Lortab because they're the same strength. Uh, so 32 times 30 divided by 7.5 – is 128 milligrams of oral morphine equivalents. That's the equivalent to 12.8 Lortab 10s. Um, and that, that's that's a pretty uh, decent amount of opioid. And that they will look at that and look askance at that. Anything over 100, they start freaking out on these uh, morphine equivalent daily doses. But when you divide that by two – you're looking at six Lortab 10s a day, which would be the same as taking one Lortab 10 every four hours. So that's a, a, a significantly more moderate amount, but still a, a lot of medicine. Uh, yeah. So right. uh, I would love to see them uh, work on – because you had this surgery how many years ago now? We're looking on probably about three years since my last surgery. Yeah, and you had a nerve impingement syndrome from the surgery. Isn't that right? Isn't that what was causing your pain? No, no. These were all hernias. Okay. Hernia operations. Okay. And well, then I also had a massive a massive uh, MRSA infection in my belly after the I remember surgery, that. I thought that you had, the, like, the mesh was impinging on a nerve or something like that. It... Yeah, it, no, 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 it was it was infected from the MRSA infection. I got so you. they had to go in and clean it all out, and then put in bio mesh as opposed yeah. to the regular mechanical mesh. And they also did a uh, abdominal resection. Most of these insurance companies, and they have there's some data to back them up, say that post surgical pain, you know, should not be chronic pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they are really cracking down on this, and 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 they we've talked about it on the show. They're throwing the baby out with the bathwater because there are people with legitimate pain that are having. Even my cancer patients sometimes have a hard time getting their medication, even when we write a letter that says they have cancer pain and they're going to die. Till we get them in hospice. Once we get them in hospice, then hospice. You know, then we pay for their medicine, and there's not a problem. We become the formulary. But until then, it's very difficult. And these knuckleheads out there have ruined it for everybody. And when I say knuckleheads, not just the patients, or you know, the abusers, but the people who are supplying the abusers. It's a it's a problem. So, yeah. uh, if, if I were if you were my patient, one thing I would recommend is trying a multifaceted approach to this pain. Let's try some topical stuff. Let's try. 
you know, the Roman army would all line up and poke each other with sticks, and then the vandals come along and flank them and just destroyed them because they didn't follow the rules of war. Mm-hmm. And if you're just attacking pain using one front, uh, on you know, always marching forward in a straight line, uh, you're missing out on some opportunities. You want to flank this pain, so you want to hit it from a bunch of different angles, and doing a more multi faceted approach to your pain may allow you to get down to a manageable amount of opioids, if not all of, off of them altogether. I'd see Dr. Scott and right do on. acupuncture. Yep. I'd be doing the yoga and all that stuff. You've already done the weight loss and you Epidurals, quit smoking, right? The sets. Did I have what? You quit smoking and all that, right? And you lost a yes. ton of weight too. I quit so. smoking actually four years ago. All right. I lost some weight from the abdominal recession. Oh, Okay. Just them scooping out just globs of fat. belly fat. That's, yeah. you, you know, I thought yeah. you were losing weight anyway. No, uh, anyway. I was a little bit. I was a little bit, but it's fluctuated back and forth between since I've had the surgery. Yeah. Obviously, so. getting to your ideal body weight would help. And uh, and then doing these, you know, there are other medications other than opioids that are, you know, have a, a good effect for pain. And, uh, you know, narcotics, as you've already figured out, aren't always the be-all and end-all to pain management. But I don't want the government throwing the baby out with the bathwater and penalizing people who are uh, – uh, who really don't have any other option and making it so difficult for them to get. And you're kind of hitting up against that. And these insurance companies are just by fiat saying we're not going to pay for it anymore. So um, two real quick, I don't want to take over the whole show, but that's two okay. real quick things that I, that I thought about while you were saying all that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, it's I was very just interesting too, that interesting the medical stuff. marijuana is not paid for by your medical insurance. That's all out of pocket. So I would like to see, since it's supposed to be a substitute for pain medication that's non-addictive, I'd like to see the insurance companies pick that up because that's all out of pocket and that gets to be very expensive too. Right. Well, the problem is medical marijuana is awesome. Uh, is not only awesome <laughs> according to expensive. Dr. Scott, expensive, but it is illegal in the uh, marijuana is still a schedule 1 as far as the DEA is concerned. So a national right. chain like CVS can't carry it and most of the laws uh, I mean when you when you pick it up are you going to a pharmacy to get it or are you going to a dispensary no you go to the dispensary and I understand why see, the pharmacies can't do the it. whole federal legality thing right. but I would like to see it paid for eventually it's just not going to happen sure. with this presidency well okay well the president doesn't make the laws but um, you know he can it's to some degree uh, uh, drive the agenda. What he can do is tell the DEA to start enforcing the law, and uh, and and uh, force the issue that it's against the law federally, the federal law. and start going into dispensaries in California and putting people in jail. Now that he could do, he can't. Right. He can't write the laws though. Only the legislature can do that, and uh, uh, even the Tennessee legislature is getting ready to to pass a medical marijuana law. And uh, so it's it's really sort of a domino effect. It's rolling across the country. And when if people would just look at the data and forget about the filthy hippies from the sixties, mm. I get it. I was one of them. Devil's weed. Uh, forget <laughs> about that image and start thinking of this as medication. At least we could get medical marijuana passed on a federal level. Why would we? For just for my patients, why would we take a hospice patient, deprive them of something? 
that might help them. And there's so much data that says it would help them. Helps them eat, helps them feel better, has better outlook on uh, their quality of life, all of that. Why would we tell them, oh no, you have to get your nephew to go cop for you on the street and God knows what Mm -hmm. he's bringing home. Uh, If you're going to do it and you're in jeopardy of going to jail for it. Now that to me is bullshit. So anyway. Uh, You mentioned that in states where uh, the medical marijuana or legalized recreational marijuana even has been passed, that the opioid use dropped. Now, what made me think, what I thought of when you said that was, I wonder if there's a correlation between the number of people that use opioids non-criminally just because they need opioids. Right. And they, they take the marijuana and that all of a sudden you know, allows them not to have to use the opioids anymore. Yeah, well, that's what and you're the, hoping. The, that's what it is. Right, and that's that the, the number is so low because there's so few people that are actually abusing it as opposed to the good people that are just addicted to it because they have no other option. Yeah, um, here's one. This is from the Journal of the American Medical Association. Okay, this is one of the top journals without any hyperbole in the United States. You got JAMA and you got NEJM, the New England Journal of Medicine. Those are the two big ones for internal medicine. And uh, this article was from April 2018, Association of Medical and Adult Use Marijuana Laws with Opioid Prescribing for Medicaid Enrollees. So what they're looking at, this is a good one because this is, there's a little bit of politics involved in this article as they're trying to show, is this going to save Medicaid money? And save the the government money, so because they know that you've got bean counters that are looking at these things, and those are the kinds of arguments that they will they that will uh, catch hold with them. And I'm just going to read the results. It says state implementation of medical marijuana laws was associated with a six percent lower rate of opioid prescribing. Moreover, the implementation of adult marijuana laws, which all, which all occurred in states with existing medical marijuana laws, was associated with a 6.38% lower rate of opioid prescribing. So, you know, I'd love to see 50%, but hell, we'll take 6%, sure. you know, right. so uh, or 6 or 7%, and, and uh, you know, it just depends on how they were reporting this. So. Uh, it not only affects how much people are using, but how much people are prescribing. So I am very interested in seeing um, at least medical marijuana, if not recreational marijuana, pass and uh, on yeah. a federal level. But anyway, uh-oh. Let's see if this is anybody interesting. Uh-oh. It hits Big Joe, everybody. Hang on. Big Joe, you're on Weird Medicine. Oh. <laughs> am I really? Yes, you are. What have you got for us today? I just called about his science project. Uh, you know what it's going to be? Yep, it's next Saturday at nine eight, from 9 to 3. From 9 to 3? Yep. At, at his school? No, uh, I'll, I'll get you the address later. It's, it's, it's at one of the universities. Oh, okay. All right. Well, everybody out there in the radio land, good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> Well, we thank you. Thank you, Big Joe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm glad she threw that in there. Yeah, so our uh, uh, our kid did a science project, and he won the school science fair, and he's going to the regionals next week. Wow. And uh, he uh, did it on um, determining Planck's constant. 
using a, a, a circuit that he built himself and uh, different colored LEDs, and from that he could calculate uh, Planck's constant, which is a number that has um, has thirty four preceding zeros. So it's like six point six two six times ten to the negative thirty four. And he came within one percent. I was pretty proud of that little guy. So he had good good scientific technique. He took good data. So anyway. There you go. Parents as smart as you and Tacy, isn't it inevitable that he would go to the finals of the science fair? Well, I'm telling you, this kid's a million times smarter than I ever was. And don't forget, in my family, my nickname was Stupid Steve. So, <laughs> and it wasn't a, it wasn't a, uh, a reflection on how shitty my family was, although that was part of it. But um, it was really a large part, more oh, of a no. testament of how smart they were. My brother is a million times smarter than me. So, but I have a radio show and he doesn't. That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay, man. Good luck All with right, the guys, whole thing. I don't want to pick thing. up the whole show. I feel like I took up most of it. Yeah, well, you, you already did. did. Well, there's thir- we have 30 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Liquor. Thanks, Liquor. All right. Bye, guys. Enjoy. You Enjoy. See you, dude. Thanks. Yeah, there really isn't a good answer for that because he has sort of pain that doesn't fit the model that they're looking for, particularly because it's post-surgical. And that is that is true, but that's one reason why I see a lot of those post-surgical cases. Yeah. A lot of those abdominal, the breast reconstructions after cancers and stuff like that, I see a lot of those. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, when they go before the board because they've had trouble pres- with their prescribing patterns, yep. it's a lot of times it's because they go straight to opioids and don't do anything else. Right. So you really have to have a multidisciplinary approach. Right. Physical therapy, yoga, acupuncture—you know, different medic- non-opioid modalities—and you got to document all sure. that. I tried A, I tried B, I tried C. Yeah. So, and um, but that's that's awesome that he uh, weaned himself off of fifty percent of where he was at. That's so a that always big looked, number. It though. looks good. Yeah, it looks a, good, but it's still a lot. That was so, a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys got anything else? No. Nope. I think it's nap time, isn't it? Everybody's it's just beat. Time. Everybody's just beat. <laughs> Thanks always go to Dr. Scott, uh, Lady Diagnosis, uh, Derek Johns, three shows in a row. Way to go, Derek. Uh, my wife, Tacey. Uh, we can't forget Rob Sprance, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Daniel Ross, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, who's early supported this show, has never gone unappreciated. Thanks also go to a certain Reddit community that has chosen not to shit on me, and that is also greatly appreciated. Might have changed by the time this airs. You just never know. <laughs> Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Don Wicklin's pleasure. Many thanks go to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. And uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And get yourself some uh, Simply Herbal sinus rinse with uh, peppermint oil and saline and buffered stuff in it. It's fantastic. It makes my nose feel like a million bucks. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.
Well, shit, Scott, we forgot to uh, do a song today. <laughs> we'll see if we can butcher one from Bob Dylan. How about that? All right, sounds a little good. Don't think twice. It's all right. Okay, you count us in because uh, I don't want to go too fast. I'm going to count us in and let it rip. You ready? Let's do it nice and slow. All right, three, two, one, and ain't no use sitting wonder why, babe, if you don't know by now. Ain't no use sitting wonder why, babe, it'll never do anyhow. When your rooster crows at the break of dawn, yeah, look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason that I'm Traveling home Don't think twice It's alright Ain't no use Turning on your light babe. That light I'll never know Ain't no use Turning on your light babe. I'm on the dark side of the road Still I wish there was something you would say Try to change the mind so I would stay We never did too much talking anyway Don't think twice, it's alright oh. Ain't no use calling out my name, girl Like you never did before Ain't no use calling out my name, girl I can't hear you anymore I'm thinking as I'm walking down that road I once had a woman a child I'm told We never get too much talking anyway Don't think twice, alright Last one, so long, honey baby I'll just say where they will. I ain't saying that you treated me unkind. <laughs> oh shit! I was like, I don't mind. You could have done a better, but I don't mind. What are you doing? <laughs> you mother. I had it until the very fucking end. You did great. That was great. You know what? That one spot. You know what? The very. I, it's because I tried to do something different. I tried printing it out so I could read it and not my computer wouldn't get fucked up. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. All right, so we're good. All right. Thanks, me, everybody. You need me to flip. I wasn't sure you were going to be here. But here's my page the next time. Now on, I'm flipping. Thank you. Well, but it's obviously. I need the help. He yeah, you needed to flip something. My flipper. He's a, she's a, she's a great flipper. Thanks.